0: welcome back to keeping it real i'm your host ed smith and in this episode i was joined by alex catino and he shared his incredible life story on going through high school and the ups and downs he had with family issues and things like that please tune in and enjoy this was an incredible conversation
1: just sit on my ass for 17 an hour you don't do you don't drive i literally just sit on a forklift that's a new freight that's
0: it really it's perfect <laughs> do you just come from there uh no what are you doing just woke up <laughs> <laughs> what uh shift what's your hours looking like uh, i do morning shifts so i could be
1: anywhere from like 10 p.m the night before to like 5 a.m the next day jesus
0: that makes sense. Was that what you were doing yesterday? Uh, not, I do it every five days a week, so Monday through Friday. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's great, but I don't have a sleep schedule anymore, so I now sleep when? throughout the day, and then I'm up all night, so I don't know, my body's messed up. I don't even have a proper eating schedule anymore. Yeah. All day I'm not hungry, and then like 12 o'clock at night, oh, here we go.
0: Yeah. I, um, so you don't have a set schedule for work, and that's affecting the rest of your schedule, basically? Well, I never had a schedule, to be honest. It's like I've been
1: at home for three months, so doing absolutely nothing. And it kind of just it feels weird because it's like to go from doing almost nothing for three months straight to actually having a job is uh uh-huh. it's just weird because i trying to like i'm trying to be able to wake up do stuff during the day sleep and
0: then go to work yeah yeah
1: and it don't work that way
0: yeah but you but you like the job you're at so you don't really want to try to switch it up no i don't mind that i mean you know i
1: think uh, my dad was very resistant to it at first because he didn't want me like go leaving at like two in the morning to go to work and i told him i don't care what you think i'm gonna i'm gonna do it you just gotta make that money I was supposed to actually have another job during the quarantine at Shaw's, but my dad told me he didn't want me to do it. I told him I'm, I was 21 at the time. I'm 22 <laughs> now. So it's like I'm, I looked at him and I'm like, I don't care. It's like,
0: it's, you, what's, on, a, what? what's the reason?
1: Because he said COVID and I'm like, dad, oh, the, yeah. he, he, my dad retail probably has more safety measures in place than Fort Knox. I mean,
0: yeah, it it's wild. Bro. It really is. So those were your first jobs coming back?
1: uh i literally didn't even get to do the training for shaw's i literally did the application did the interviews got all set up i still have the apron and the shirt in my car <laughs> they never asked for it back and i'm like okay so i could just go into like any shaw's and be like i work here <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be mad funny but i still hope you've been making money you just work it on the schedule though yeah it's just
1: like and i I'm, I'm new so like the way it's not like most jobs where like if you're part-time you're kind of like You know, you're getting at least 25, 30 hours a week. I could get anywhere from, like, 6 hours a week to 40 hours a week. Oh, yeah, So it's very... It's also very much like I'm... It's instead of it being, like, you know, newcomers are treated the same as everyone else. With us, newcomers are low man on the totem pole. So if they need someone to crawl into a dumpster and get something, I guess it's doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Damn. (laughs) How you been? Uh...
1: I don't know. I mean, a lot's changed in my life from the past three years. Like, in high school, I was, like, a massive communist, and now I'm a conservative. (laughs) It's like, I thought I'd be appraising the motherland for the next, like, 40 years. That was wrong. Yeah. Well, what switched up for you? I think I just... I watched a lot of YouTubers who kind of, like, pointed out a lot of uh, the stupid things that... Like, a lot of the stupid things that, like, people on YouTube were doing and saying, and then I'd, like, you know, I'd always, like, say... Are we sure this is true? Are we sure they're making this up? And then I'd kind of go into it, and eventually I found out there was more fact to what they were saying than even what I un- understood. Uh huh. So you'd see like you'd see like a crazy uh, liberal freak out over like a, a smoothie or something. Yeah. Cause it's like it's sexist or something, and I'm sitting there like really. Uh huh. And you're saying that still doesn't make sense to you? It doesn't because I think to a degree it's like. I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense because it's like some of the things, like I understand that they want to fight for equal rights, but I'm also, they're also ignoring what's already in place. Like what? So say the wage gap, probably one of the biggest issues of uh, the modern day that's mentioned. They have also forget that in the 1960s, or I think it was during the 1968 Civil Rights Movement when women got suffrage... There was an entire act put in place, the Equal Pay Act, which restricted that. Yeah. Unequal pay. Now, if there's unequal pay, now it's like, is accounted for by maybe, you know, time taken off, uh, education. Like, a man and a woman will make the same pay rate starting at a job. It's just they're looking at the, what they make a year as opposed to what the pay rate looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's. There's, there's definitely there's still an
0: issue there to fix but it's not what people are talking about yeah
1: i think i think there's definitely still i think there is genuinely still a wage gap i don't think a woman should be getting at every business should be getting paid
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if she's pregnant if she goes on a period she should women should be afforded the right to take a, a day de- like a couple a day or two off uh every month to deal with that mm-hmm. if if needed with full pay yeah, and pregnancy should be full pay because I know there are businesses that only give partial pay to women for this and that's, what, it's like she had a kid. It's like she you can't tell someone you can't ignore your biological urges for month for your business because that's that's unfair. Yeah, I agree, and I think that it's there's definitely like I I say I'm a conservative but I'm not
0: really I'm I just I try I have really I don't think really anyone weird. I think anyone who's rational now doesn't even associate with the party anymore. Yeah, they just float in the middle and pick out what they what they agree with and what they don't like with even with like the gun gun
1: laws things like that it became with me I'm like I'm like I'm all for regulation but I'm not for banning any weapon period because it's because of someone not knowing a fact about something like an AR-15 is the same thing as a basic hunting rifle how so semi-automatic same caliber bullet it's just it looks different now, granted, now they also talk about the bump stock, saying it makes it an auto rifle. It makes it an auto rifle if you have the ability, if you have the skill to pull that trigger fast enough.
0: Uh-huh. It's
1: still a semi-auto rifle. It's just, can you pull the trigger fast enough? Yeah. Which not tons of people can. And I, I would argue that in some settings, such as schools, like let's say he goes into a classroom, a guy with a baseball bat is three times, probably three, four, five times more deadly than a guy with a gun. Because if you're there with a gun, I can just, four of us can stand right next to the door and knock your sorry ass out yeah but if
0: I have a baseball bat you come swing
1: if I have I don't know. a gun I don't know if I right in the head
0: I think well look at there's not people going into school with baseball bats they're going in with guns like I don't know <clears throat> why, would, why would they pick the option that's well it's depending not... on the space you're going to I mean alright now we're getting situational on a topic that I really want to talk about but yeah I, I do I do get what you're saying. Yeah, I understand the concept, and the, the reg, I do agree with the regulations
1: and all that. But. It needs it needs to be regulated, like because there's there's still states where like if I had a blank piece of paper, that's a, that's that's their gun laws. It's just there's not there needs to be yeah. gun laws. That's all I need. That's all I need really to say on that federal gun
0: laws. You thinking?
1: I'm thinking yeah, federal. Okay. And I'm thinking it should just, it should be like in, not like insanely, like you need to know every aspect of their psych profile, but you need to have a, a good amount of psychological testing. Cause like there's too many people slipping
0: through the cracks. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's, it's not okay. Yeah. So I'd agree with that. So this is crazy, bro. Like the last time I saw you was the high school musical, your senior year. What, what do we do? What was that year? Any, uh, No. Yeah, that was musical. Oh my God. Holy crap! You were a senior when I was a freshman. That's crazy. That's wild. You're making me feel old. <laughs> You're making me feel old, bro. I, that's, it's been a long, long time. But uh, yeah, the last time I saw you, you were, like you said, you would always wearing uh, communist shirts. And <laughs> I still actually um, One of the teachers from the high school, unannounced,
1: just showed up at my house one day with a bag full of shirts. Really? Of like Russia, Soviet Union shirts, <laughs> and I'm like, is that legal? I'm like, isn't there like, <laughs> isn't there like privacy matters? Like, you can't just. She's like, oh, I was driving by. I'm like, I mean, How'd like, you
0: know where you live?
1: Cause, cause she was one of the special, cause she was one of the people who worked in the special education department. Oh, who, okay, okay. And there's only like, what, probably a, a hundred of us in like the, uh-huh. the whole school that actually would go through those programs. And it was kind of weird because my my grandparents were there and
0: my aunt was there and I'm like. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so I really only caught the tail end of your high school experience. What kind of happened your freshman and earlier on? My freshman year was a blut was a disaster. I don't know. It's like
1: everyone's freshman year is a freaking disaster, yeah. and it was just uh, you know, it's like everyone has those th- little scandals and things. Like I was, uh, I was young and stupid, so I didn't realize I would like I, I, I sent like a fake dick pic to a profile. Oh boy! And you know, it was like because I wasn't like I wasn't. Totally sure, but I was like, "Let's find out what happens." And I like, there you go. But it's like, and since then, I, I for two years I didn't send anything to anybody. People, and there were people who were like asking. I'm like, nope, nope, I don't yeah, trust you. I don't know that shit. You. And it's like, I know it was someone at the school because they actually described an exact spot to meet me at the school that I knew of. That's odd. And it was like, I, they were like, by the by the big rock to on on the left. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> what? So I was kind of like... Because I didn't know anyone, so I didn't know if it was real or not. I yeah, thought I didn't... Yeah. like it's, it's it's scary
0: now. It's Yeah, that's shit you do not want to get into. It. And when you're a <laughs> freshman, you do not know what the hell you're doing. And that's the thing. There's I too gotta, many stories of kids like that getting into shit they should not be getting into. And that's the
1: thing. I, I've always tried to... I, I would say pride, but that'd be an overstatement. I've always tried to be as safe as possible with everything. That's why I never went to the parties. I never went to like, you know... I mean sure there were hot girls everywhere that I was like oh yeah but you know it ended up with you know I was still did I didn't know how to be social yeah like I'm autistic so it's like my social skills are worse than even the average freshman in high school it's uh-huh. just uh it was tough I mean yeah. it was it was really it was really interesting to have to go through that because it made me feel like what do I do? Where do I fit in? And I did eventually find a group of people we, even then I still felt a little out of place because yeah. it was like they were weird but I was, I think I always thought I was just weirder. Yeah. I mean, by my sophomore, junior year I started wearing the trench coat so then, you know, the rumor started circulating that I'm a school shooter and all this other yeah, stuff and exactly. that, was, that was fun.
0: Like that's... But you wore the trench coat because you liked it. You I know? liked it.
1: It was comfortable and I thought,
0: I thought it looked good. Yeah, and you kept going with it. And though. I that had a... Don't let people bring you down. Cause I had,
1: a, uh, I had a, I had a big ass pocket in the, on the left side, it was like it was, I could, I, would put like a family bag of Tostitos in there. So in English, <laughs> in English class, my teacher Ms. Donya, looked at me like, well, where are you getting those? And I opened up my coat and I thought she was gonna like flinch.
0: Jesus. Christ. And
1: some some kid I actually looked over did flinch like, and I'm like the Tostitos. Relax, That's- <laughs> it's not a TMP. It's, That's it's, hilarious. It's just, I should have had a thing of salsa. That's every day. I <laughs> the pocket's actually gone now because eventually it ripped. Uh, it just tore down, so it was just a flap. So I just cut it off. Uh huh. So I kind of want to maybe find a place that could replace it for me, but I don't know. I don't you still wear it. I no, I don't as often. Like only during the winter. Yeah. But it's like it's tough now because I also like I have a leather coat that I think you've also seen. Probably. Yeah. I don't particularly like the coat because uh, the buttons have a. It's not food. Oh, but like um. That. I think that to a point, it, became, it was just like, I didn't like it because the buttons, it wasn't like an actual swastika, but the design was like, <laughs> it Christ. was like it, but then it had this weird like curved hook at the back of each of the,
0: and it the was end unintentional,
1: right? Yeah. And I just, I didn't notice it when I bought it. I'm like, Oh, this is a nice coat that fits.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've actually like, I've, I barely wear it now. Nobody notices it, but it made me, it made me uncomfortable to I wear bet. it, but yeah. it's like, And I'd always thought, like, can I replace the buttons? But then I could never find Like, I tried finding a tailor, but some of them were, like, I just didn't want to do the leather work or Mm -hmm. just to have to tie a new button on. And I think it's, like, I mean, I wear it when it's rainy, maybe, and (laughs) it's, like, stuff like that. But it's still – it's just a little weird because I'm still waiting for someone to kind of, like, a glint in the sunlight, the right glint in the sunlight, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you said back in – the teacher who came to your house was from the special ed department, so that's implying that you were a part of that. Yeah, what was that kind of like?
1: It was weird because it felt made me feel, and I know some kids like feel like you know downtrodden, like they don't, they feel like they have to be different, and it's like I felt probably about the same way, but I think I felt worse to a point where it became. I almost felt disgusted to have to be looked at by people when I walked out of these rooms, you know, like my freshman year, like my eighth grade year, I basically almost failed math. And my teacher had literally just said, look, you're a good kid. I'm going to give you just, I'll, I'll put in a couple more grades and you'll pass. Yeah. So, you know, by the grace of that man, Mr. Gordon, uh, it was great,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I had to go to, um, I started off in a regular math class. Then I got taken out and put into a special education math class, which I, obviously excelled in because they held your hand through everything. Yeah, yeah. So I basically just redid eighth grade year in two months, uh-huh. which was horrible. You didn't like it? I, I didn't like having to go so fast. Yeah. But, you know, it became a uh, – it was it Was mildly. Was a lot of outside
0: of school work with that? No, not really.
1: I mean, it was like you'd have to do homework. You still did the homework and all that crap, but there wasn't, like, much to – there weren't really projects or anything like that. Yeah. And then I had the, uh, I had the academic support with one of the teachers that I eventually – I eventually switched my freshman year. I was doing it in uh, a room that a woman whose name is Fishbone now occupies. At least I think she's still there. Uh huh. Um, that she took over, and eventually I think it was my sophomore or my junior year. I went up to a sp- another room for kids with emotional problems, which kind of made me feel like, really, do
0: I seem that that broken? No. Yeah. It it might not be a seem that. I don't know. I mean, it was all in good manner. Like they tried to help. Did it? Do you feel like the things helped the programs? I think definitely because I had like you know I had people there to like help me
1: figure it out and you know yeah do my work and I also had uh you know I had I'd actually switched counselors. I went from uh, Miss Smith Packard. I think you you probably know her. Miss Smith Packard. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who was there. I don't can't remember who was there anymore. Yeah. But then I went to a woman named Miss Elaine who actually left my after my senior year. So. you know after that point it kind of it was just weird because it was just you know i'd switched counselors already twice and yeah, it just yeah. felt you know then i had her then i had somebody else after she left mm-hmm. near the end i think it was near the end of my senior year someone else came in uh-huh. and i was just like
0: really and this was just making it hard to find like a like it's hard to find yourself when you keep switching people or hold like helping you get through it yeah it was, yeah it no was super it's, difficult it's,
1: it's hard to have to say, I've made all this progress in one person, and now I've got to retell yeah. the bloody story to get back to continue. Yeah. It it's, it, was, it was a nightmare. I mean, you know, Miss Smith-Packard, I had her for the longest, and then I went on to Miss Elaine when I went to TLC. And then she left. I can't remember she, I can't remember exactly when she left. I don't know if it was like my junior year or it was, you know, whenever it was. Uh-huh. It was just, it was uncomfortable because it was just like, a, I've got to keep... Now, sure, they would, you know, say, these are the files we have, and then they would go over them, but
0: then they'd still be like, I need you to explain yeah. this, and I'm like, person to person. It's tough, because you're trying And you don't want to rekindle that stuff when you've already kind of worked through it, you know? I mean, I also had a therapist during my senior year of high school, and it was like...
1: Only your senior year? Uh, only my senior year. Because I, I remember um, my... It was because of... or it was, my, it was either my senior or my junior year it happened, because I remember my... Miss Elaine actually told me, uh, gave me a recommendation on, like, on a list of therapists, and so me and my dad went through, and we found a guy who was right near us who I can't, I don't see anymore, because uh, he actually, he's at, he's at a Sudbury now, he's at all the way in Acton, I don't want to drive 30 minutes to, yeah for an hour, you know, and last time I went there, I couldn't find parking, so I had to, like, park right next to a pizza place and walk to his, you know, his office. Which Yeah, and it's like I don't I don't blame the guy because it's like he was getting no business in Sudbury, so it's what's the point of holding two buildings if you can't Uh can't get money out of each of them? But it sort of became it was weird because I had all this support, but it was tough because again I didn't I didn't start driving until I was nineteen after high school, Mm -hmm. so that was you know that was an interesting experience. I mean, I totaled the car. That was fun. Ten thousand dollar car. Um, What happened? Some uh, woman in front of me. There were some turkeys, and I thought she was just slowing down. So then I, I you know, I saw the lights. I didn't realize she had slammed to a stop. Like I didn't realize it was an abrupt stop. So I'm probably going about 30, 35 when I was when I noticed it, and then I was probably going 25 when I slammed into her. Hood was dented. Front left of my car was gone. Radiator was on the ground. Jesus Christ. And you know, are you okay? Oh, I was fine. I just had a bruise across my chest. So yeah. you know, she was fine. And they didn't, you know, they didn't do insurance claims or anything like that. They were very nice people. The, da- the guy came by and like I just damaged their bumper. My car was done, but there it was a Subaru. It was a giant Subaru, and I'm like, no wonder their car survived. <laughs> but. <clears throat> It was just funny because the husband and her were kind of looking at me like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I told him, like, how are you going to fix this? He's like, oh, we'll just duct tape it. We really don't care. Jesus. And I was like, I was fortunate to have the nice people and not some, like, angry friggin' you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. loony from, like, Oakland or something, you know? <laughs> Oakland. You know, just some, like, big buff white guy just, like, with tattoos being like, I will kill
0: you for doing this, yeah, you know? Yeah, You got lucky. But, so, you don't, you stop visiting this therapist Post high school, but what was it like going to t- during high school? Uh, it was kind of tough because sometimes it would be tough to get a spot because
1: it was like I'd have to do it either after school or I'd have or I'd, or there were days I would just stay at school like when uh, the musicals and stuff were going on. I'd literally the day would end and then I would just stay at school till nine until you know it started even the musical. I'd start there all the way to six o'clock, go through the three hours, and then go home. So uh-huh. I'd be there at school for fifteen hours a day, yeah. three days a week, and it was That's taxing. Oh, yeah, I got sick twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, every every single year, the two years I did it, and it was, like, I got sick twice during my junior year and then sick tw- two or three times, like, during my senior year, and it was, it was brutal. It's wild. Because, like, there were days I was just, like, I was sitting there waiting for it to start, and I was dizzy as all holy hell, and I was, like... Uh, Mr. Rosenthal came over to me and was like, "Yeah, you you need to go home." I'm like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, go home. I don't feel like watching you die on the in my room." <laughs> Jeez, you know. <clears throat> it's so, sorry. It, it, it was just it was hard because it was like I was trying to live the average kid's lifestyle when I'm not I'm not built for it. I'm not I'm not physically. Yeah, but what did, what, what the
0: is the average kid's lifestyle? What, like... Well,
1: most of the kids I saw there were like you know they would do like after school like they would do like. Two, three sports and musicals and they have social groups and parties and friends and all this other stuff to do. I spent my time in my room by myself. Yeah. You know, I didn't hang out with people. Uh-huh. I saw my, I saw my friend Ryan, like, a, a, once a week to do something. But, like, other than that, I
0: didn't really do much. I kind of just drifted through. Yeah. And is this because you felt like that? the outsider in a sense you weren't comfortable to go in or was it because you felt almost like rejected from groups in a sense so for the parties i just didn't want to go okay
1: that made me uncomfortable because i don't want to be near a bunch of idiots drinking and smoking pot and doing lsd and all that crap i don't know i don't know what what went on in these places i know those two of those things at least went on yes but it you know and that made me uncomfortable because i have a brother who passed away he was uh he was an alcoholic and uh you know a druggie so it was kind of like I, I mean, I, like, I'm not a guy who drinks heavily. Like, I'm a guy, maybe I'll have a beer, but that's about it. But other than that, it was like, I was, like, I didn't want to go anywhere near the world my brother or my sister went towards. Uh-huh. Because that was, that was horrifying to look at, you know? Yeah. It really, and I still, I, people have asked me, do I regret it? I, I, I do sometimes. You regret what? Like, not going to the parties and not being a little more with, you know,
0: out there. I, I do sometimes, because I do think maybe yeah, the Yeah, but you, Twitter, you had but. your reasons, bro. Like, you... That's, that's some tough shit to deal with. And, like, if it made you feel uncomfortable because you saw that path that people went down, like, that's totally... There's no regret there. Like, that's a smart decision by you. You know?
1: Well, I think it's not so much the regret of, like, not doing the drugs. I think it was just the regret of not trying to attempt the camaraderie yes. with others. I mean, it was... I was, what, four? It was 2012. I was probably... I was 14 uh-huh. about when it uh, when it happened. My brother passed. Mother, my mother passed two weeks later from that. So, oh, it was, you know, that kind of made... And it was the end of my eighth grade. It was the end of my eighth grade year in, my, in the middle school. So, it was really... It was the middle of the year when everything changed and it was just kind of like, what do I, when I kind of school came, I
0: kind of just, I didn't, I didn't know where, where I fit in. Cause I was still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And you're, you have all this emotional baggage and like, I bet you didn't even know where to release it at the time. That's wild, bro. And it, it became hard
1: cause it was like, you know, I had my therapist to talk to. I can't, I can't talk to my dad about any of this. You can't? It's not like he. It's not like he's not open to it. It's that he doesn't give answers that are helpful,
0: and he's he's also dealing with the same thing in a sense. Like he almost needs someone himself too.
1: Yeah, but it, to me, it, it becomes it's hard to talk about my father with anything about anything.
0: Uh huh.
1: It's because I'll say something, and I'll say I'm upset about this, and will he'll give me almost that like he won't say it, but he'll give me almost that attitude like, "Buck up, kid. Yeah, life sucks." Uh huh. So, like, I'll try to say, hey, this something you did, like, really. A lot of the stuff he's done, and I'm like, he's not abusive. He's a great father. You know, he's doing the best he can. And I will fully acknowledge that. I love my father very much because he's done a lot for me. Uh-huh. But there's obviously, as with every parent, there's always, there's aspects that I would yeah. rather, I want improved. A hundred percent. And I think that, you know, I'll say something like, hey, you know, this bothers me when you do it. Like, you know and i i'll try i'm trying to like impress him or please him or something and he'll kind of give me that you know nope nope and it's sometimes it's tough to win my father's approval but i think at the end of the day i know he loves me so that's what that's what you know keeps yeah. me going cuz it's like i know he's just he was raised in a different time he was raised by a very different father you know his father was very you know tough love i love you but you know you bother me getting in the hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> And he's trying to, and it's like, I understand because he's trying to play the mom and the
0: dad right now with his, with his upbringing. And it's like, he's, he's trying to play, he's trying a balancing he's act. He's trying to figure it out just as much as you are while trying to help someone who's figuring it out in a sense.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's tough cause he's very, he's also got a very, very set, you know, way he wants me to do things. Like he didn't want me to go to work for UPS. He wants me to go work for like a big, for like a big, like electrical, uh, like a trade or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't want to have to, I don't want to do it like i like working with my hands but i don't want to have to i don't want to go through paying for the trade school and all that other stuff and he's like get an entry-level job with a company he used to work for he just retired in march so, yeah, so it's right I mean. you know it's weird because it's like you know he got rid of his job and i got mine i got laid off after like three weeks because of covid off the three months where'd where you get laid off at uh ups
0: oh so i just okay. i just went back
1: oh okay so. Yeah, no, there was they were just like you can be rehired, but they'd messed up my hiring process, so it's like we're still we just finished fixing everything,
0: so a month later. Okay. So it's it's weird. To, yeah. It's weird yeah. to go back. <laughs> but I mean, work is work, you know. Yeah, I, I know. It's decide. like if,
1: if you're sitting if you get to sit on your ass all day for like six hours a day and make a bunch of money, I can't complain. <laughs> what am I gonna what am I gonna do? I want more money for doing nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: Some days it's a lot of waiting. But Back on topic, it, it, it really, a lot of this shaped me. And it's like, if I, I could go back even further to like, I'm adopted. I don't know if I told ever told you this, but... I'm, I believe in the past, but it's been a while since. Yeah, so I've been, I was adopted, you know. And in recent years, I've actually, my father showed me a folder that had all my adoption paperwork in it. And I started kind of just like lightly looking through it. And then one day I kind of just, I started going piece by piece and look, reading everything and kind of going over and there was one document that just changed my life again, and it was, it was not easy to read. One, I'm, I'm a bastard child, so I'm born out of wedlock. Uh-huh. Thanks, Mom. Fuck you, too. Um, but it was basically said my mother gave birth to me, left the hospital, abandoned her home, and couldn't be found anywhere. So I was given into the state's custody... My, my grandmother was too sick to care for me, so I can't blame her. Yeah. Dad was probably a deadbeat. But it's, it, it bothers me every single day of my life. I may have a great family, but like, I've tried talk That's another thing I've tried talking to my dad about, and he says, You have a great family. Don't worry about it. It's not that simple. Yeah. It's. Just biologically, it's not that simple. And it's like, I people say you shouldn't hate your real parents. No, I hate her with a burning passion and hope she gets hit with a bus. Um, but reading that was just shattering for me because it really, like I'd always, you know, I'd always had people tell me, you know, maybe they just couldn't have, do it or this, that and the other. And for years I, I'd been comfortable with that assumption. Yeah. Cause it made me feel like, you know, maybe it wasn't my fault Uh huh. and people still try to tell me, you know, Oh, well it's her loss. And I tell her, well, I mean, I still want to know why. Yeah was there an actual reason or was it just like i don't want to deal with this yeah you know was it like i would or was it like i was a one night i was like a little too much wine with dinner uh-huh so that that it takes is a toll it takes a huge toll it, it's not i mean and it's like i've I, i've worked through my mom and brother pretty well so that's fine but it becomes, then you have this dropped on and it just it re-op- it Like even wounds that were sealed years ago are just completely just ripped open. And now like, it's not like ripped open with a knife. It feels like someone took their hands, jammed their fingers in and tore it open like a bloody Jesus coat. Christ. So, I mean, you know, that, throughout high, like I thought about high school and I thought, I'm glad I was ignorant of this through high school. Because our high school was like, was the dark ages for me. Yeah. Although if I, I will say if I could go do it again, absolutely. Interesting. If I could go do it again, I would definitely because I'd want to go back to drama club. I'd want to go back and do some of the stuff I never did. But, you know, it was. In high school, it was like I had the typical, you know, the typical mo of uh, depression, anxiety, all that stuff. And now I, I don't, I don't worry about it as much anymore. You know, I don't. I'm not as often depressed. I don't. I don't have to. I'm not as anxious about everything. Mm -hmm. So it's become it's more calm I'm more comfortable now so it's like
0: because I'm not constantly dealing with you know people saying cruel yeah, things yeah. or you know this that and the other constantly surrounded by other immature people figuring out their own lives and sadly a lot of people figuring out their own lives to do that they put down a lot of people in the way you know yeah and it's tough because it makes them feel better but at the end of the day it really doesn't and that's when they start to look back and regret those things you know and I notice a lot of these people I went to high school with for my class and, you know, class class or two below
1: me, you know, I'm seeing a lot of them, like, I'm seeing some of them are getting married really young and some of them are having kids and I'm kind of looking at it and I'm like, okay, I wouldn't do that, but okay. I mean, I can't judge them because it's not my life, but. Yeah. It makes me kind of wonder, are they continuing, it makes me wonder, like, are they continuing that, that trend of poor. Yeah.
0: Of poor decision making. Uh-huh. Granted, like it's hard to snap that that trend though, if you think about it. It really is, because if you're brought up in it, you don't know anything else, you know. I mean, we had so, I mean, we had several pregnancy I mean, we had several pregnancies throughout
1: my uh, throughout high school. I mean, I don't remember who most of them were. I don't I didn't know who most of them were. Yeah. I just
0: occasionally heard, we well, she's yeah. pregnant or this, that, and the other. And it, I mean, it happens. Shit happens. Yeah, um, and hopefully they're doing wonderful and their families have grown and they've they've yes they made that mistake but then they made the good decision to become a family you know and that's where that's where you could see a bad decision turn into a good decision you know and really make someone become mature you know at first it might have seemed like a issue and like you said like they they can't break that chain of bad decisions but maybe they break it because they keep that baby and that's the thing it's like I agree with
1: like I fully agree with your right to choose what you want to do, whether it's abortion or keeping the kid or adoption or whatever, whatever your decision is, that's fine. As long as you're willing, as long as the person is willing to sit there and say, I was responsible for th- what happened, at least take the responsibility and I'm to- I'll be, compl- I'm fine with it. Not the people who just, you know, will have a kid and then, you know, ignore it or, you know, won't take responsibility. Now, granted, that's, that was, that's very, very rare among anybody I've ever seen at all Rye. I've never really seen it, but, you know,
0: you hear about people in other, you hear about people in other places who go through it. Yeah, it's pretty common throughout the, not common, but there's more cases throughout yeah. a wider population, which is, I it's, mean, a given. It's sad, but, you know. Yeah. It,
1: you know, and it's like, it was weird, because, like, I was very much like, I mean, I lost my virginity near, uh, the, near the end of my sophomore year in high school. And then, as, uh, as the kids today would say, I had a uh, dry spell till I was, like, 19. Yeah. So, as you can tell, I was a very popular person. <laughs> hey, it doesn't mean shit, bro. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. But, you know, and I, I look, that's another thing I look back on was, you know, and I, then I realized maybe, it was, I think that, to me, that was a good decision. Yeah, because it kind of kept me grounded. Yeah, and it kept me from being getting too, you know, swept up in the whole thing. Yeah, because it like I was like, I was based again based on the people I've lived with and the people in my life I've gone with, I've gone through. um, It's, I always knew, even if it wasn't true, but I always knew somewhere down the line that. I I can always I I may be always one step away from going into the world I don't want to go into,
0: because
1: mm. of just because of my experiences. But it was sometimes I don't know what grounded me. Sometimes I don't know what kept me from you know one day grabbing a joint and just lighting up. Mm-hmm. But other times I realized it was kind of just a mix of like just everything that had happened and you know wanting to live a good life. A hundred percent. You know, I'm very much, like, a lot of people I see do, I see a lot of people nowadays, and all they want to do is, you know, they want to live, like, big cars and fancy houses and stuff like that. Now, for me, nice, simple life. If I, can, if I can just live that, and, like, have maybe a little, a tiny bit of spending money now and again. A little financial freedom. That's fine. Like, if I, you know, it's like, I, I, I play Warhammer tabletop. I buy models, so it's like. Well, actually, I just buy the models and build them. I don't play because you know Marvel's a bloody dry town. Um, but you know that became in recent that became in the recent like years. You know, a very a good outlet for me. Yeah. To kind of go through things because it gave me like something to do with my hands and you know it, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's expensive. It's as expensive as anything. Like it's ninety dollars for like fifteen models. Yeah. So that's that's fun. <laughs>
0: But you enjoy it, so it's worth the money in a sense. Yeah, but it's
1: and it's tough, like because now I'm I also I also I pay my own car insurance. So that's you know I don't pay much because I don't have collision because that's like not worth it. That's, the current car is like was eight. I got it eighteen hundred bucks. It's probably worth valued around maybe a thousand now. So why would I pay for collision on a car that's not going to be worth it in the long run? Yeah. So smart. You know, it ended up like I pay one sixty a month. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad. Yeah. And that's with that's with the points from uh-huh. my previous accident. Interesting. So you know it's it's tough because it's like every month I've got to make sure I've got that money. Like I've been month I've literally just barely made it because like I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have any money. Yeah. So and if
0: because if, of COVID it took us a lot of work, you know, and that's that was crucial for you. And it was it was nice because my um, the insurance company
1: I work with, uh, Plymouth Rockish um, Assurance. Do you have two jobs right now? I uh, no, I just work at UPS.
0: Oh okay. When so. you said work with, you mean you the Plymouth company that you like use insurance yeah. from? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So,
1: it's they get they gave me like about a thirty dollar, about a thirty forty dollar discount. So it's like you know I'd be I instead of paying one fifty nine two a month I paid like one twenty forty seven. Uh huh. So it was nice because I didn't you know they understood like not everyone has the finances to deal with this. One hundred percent. Which is which is beautiful. So. Congratulations. congratulations um <laughs> it it really became like covid changed everything like when i first heard about it, i was working at walmart um oh, you
0: really bounced around
1: yeah i've uh, i've been let's see i lost my job at home depot because someone falsely accused me of assault yeah no the guy the guy had a head injury in college i didn't know about and i i uh, I, I would knock, try to knock his hat off, and the third time I tried to do it, he kind of got like, "You need to stop." I'm like I'm, so, I told him I'm sorry. I didn't know, it was, I didn't know it was that big a deal. Yeah. Because the other times he kind of laughed and said, "I, I, will, I will kick you in the nuts or something like that," you know. Yeah. So I kind of thought like he was just screwing around, but like. Just mis- misinterpretation, misinterpretation yeah. of the situation. And by the third time, like I guess, then he tells my boss, "I'm like I whacked him in the back of the head like a bunch of times." At least that's what I've been told by people who had um, I'd seen at yeah, all it's my like telephone.
0: it just keeps going, and then the story changes. The
1: story was pretty fairly consistent because it was always about hitting him in the back of the head. And then when I told them, like when I told them my. They, they seemed to believe me and they were kind of like, nobody, I'd asked other people who I, you know, I still talk to from that job, but like, and none of them actually believe I would ever, I would ever violently assault somebody for what? It's like, I, I'm loud, I'm obnoxious. I'm not a violent human being. Yeah. But it was, it it really, you know, it really shook my trust in like, in in everybody. It's like, I've, I've had trouble connecting with coworkers at my current job because of it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind
0: of a trauma you have to deal with now.
1: I had another job. I was falsely accused of, like, sexual harassment. What happened there? So, obviously, like, I'm a guy. So, it's like, I did, I, I, there were girls there. I maybe, like, customers occasionally, if it was just one-on-one and there was no one else around, I I had maybe say something flirty or something like that. But one of my coworkers, a girl I had actually, you know, started to get to know and be friends with. Like, I'd known her for years because I'd worked that job every summer for, like, four years. Yeah. So, you know, I went ahead and, you know, I was just trying to, like, something happened one night my cousin was my boss so my cousin was like just angry at uh, her boss for you know making us move an entire room of stock into a room we didn't have any space in uh-huh. so that was fun um, so she's yelling and screaming and I didn't know what was going on because I'm trying to close down the store I'm trying to close down the store while her and everyone else are in the back and a customer came up to the register and complained and said uh, you know blah, blah blah I'm actually on Yelp by the way not my name but it's, it's pretty funny oh. <laughs> i'm famous for the first time in my life but you know my it was just weird it was kind of like you know and then one of the girls asked what happened and i'm like i really don't know i knew there was yelling and i didn't like i just told them, like i know she was yelling i know something happened that I, I was i wasn't there for the whole thing and she kept going and going and going and going and going and going and asking and i'm like i don't know I'm trying to... Not in these exact words. I'm trying Wait, to have...
0: So what happened with what? I don't really... I don't get the So situation. my cousins
1: freak out. What happened with my cousins oh, freak okay, out? Oh, okay, okay. So that's kind of where we're going. Uh-huh. And she kept asking, and I said, look, I'm not in these words, but keeping it PG. I was trying... I'm like, I'm trying to have some alone time. Can you leave me alone? And she's like, fine. Just text me when you're done. And I'm like, okay. So I just... I called her, and I explained what I knew. And little did I know that that text... Came back to bite me in the ass. What tech? I'm trying to enjoy some private time. Yeah. In quotation marks here. Um, I think you understand where I'm going with this. We're good. Okay. Um, But, you know, and then months later, you know, it was literally just me and my cousin running the store. I was literally up at 5 in the morning. I walked end down my road, get picked up, and we, I had to run, we had to run two buildings by ourselves. Yeah. So that was stressful already enough. Then one day, my boss was like, hey, can you come upstairs? And I'd seen the girl had gotten fired. The girl I'd sent the text to, because she was just, she wasn't doing her job. She was bothering everyone else. It was, it wasn't fun. And this is a girl I'd had, like, I took her out one night for ice cream just to, like, because she was just having, like, a bit of a rough day. And I'm like, okay, so. Yeah. and a date. No. Not a date or just a friend? No, just a friend. Thing. Thing. She did kiss me at the end, though, without my consent. Just going to say that. That's, <laughs> so that's a very key point in this story. I, I would if she had asked I would have said absolutely yeah absolutely okay so you know you, I, I mean but it's like it's it, it wasn't I felt uncomfortable because she she was one of my
0: I yeah, a lot one of my if cousins gonna say yes and she asked I guess that's like do we actually have to say yes and ask for everything then you know what I'm saying? I,
1: I I believe people need to I believe really? if if I start dating someone but until I'm sure I'm comfortable with them. I always ask because I'd rather have the verbal permission of another human being to touch them
0: than have a rape case. Too. Yeah, like, I get know. what you're saying because this crazy world we're living in. But you're like, can you really classify that as non-consent if you would have said yes? Well,
1: uh, there's a little bit more because I, I worked with a lot of my cousins. Most of my family lives on Martha's Vineyard where I was working, So, which is great. Always have a vacation spot. Um, That's a dope spot. <laughs> but... She had dated one of my cousins, a guy a guy named Nasir, you know, a great guy, but, and that was what, I think that was what made me uncomfortable more than anything. I think if it was, to me, I would, I think, okay. to rephrase, I think if it was a heat of the moment thing, Yeah, I would have said yes. I think that that's how I should be, should have phrased it, uh-huh. but it was just weird and kind of it was just uncomfortable because it wasn't something I was, A, expecting, and B, it was just, I was kind of like, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was just, I didn't really know what, I didn't and really know like, what process, yeah. you know, and I texted her and asked her, like, are we going to talk about this? And she's like, no, that never happened. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, great, another one, I feel like I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to freaking rom-com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but so in the end, it really just, it felt, it, it, you know, I never brought that up, but it was it was something I was in the back of my mind when I found out later on that she'd lied about the whole thing. But I was, you know, my cousin brought me up, and she was like, she like, you've been accused of multiple reports of multiple, in big quotation marks, of sexual harassment. When there was no, I never heard of any other evidence, or you know, because I feel the person being accused should have a right to. I should have a, I have a right to face my accuser, don't I? Yeah. Or at least be shown or told the evidence mm-hmm. instead of just. My cousin didn't want to fire me. She was crying when she fired me. Yeah. So you know, I just told her, look, I'm gonna, I can just move on, get another job, and whatever. That's life. Uh huh. You cut, get jobs, you lose jobs. That's it. So that was that was tough for me because then I later on found out from a girl who used to be my my assistant manager, and I didn't know she was an assistant manager when I was there. Um. That she'd actually only shown that that text I'd sent out of context with no time stamp. And she'd said that there was one night she left. She'd said she left because of that. When I had nothing to do with the concept. Because she had left because of some like housing issue that oh, she was okay. upset about.
0: So she said the housing issue to you, though. Yeah. She, so oh, yeah. she might so. You,
1: I don't know. Uh, she just mentioned the housing issue to me. I'm like, okay, go, I'm like, okay, uh, go talk to the girl and who's currently in charge and, yeah, you yeah. know, do whatever,
0: you know, and it was, and if it was, re- if, if the problem was then she probably would have said something to whoever was in charge and then you would have been to talk to immediately yeah. and send it down the road, you know? And it was,
1: she was actually literally fired the day after she didn't, she didn't tell, ta- she didn't talk, never talked to the girl. She just left uh uh-huh. So she was fired right after, because she was told... You know, we were told, if you have to leave or anything like that, you got to tell this person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what... Ruining... I don't know why ruining my life was a good idea for a job you don't actually care about.
0: Well, she was already out of it,
1: right? Yeah, and that was kind of what... She got me fired so she could have it back. Did she get it back? Yeah. What? No, she got it back, and then I guess she got f- uh, fired or left or something later on, but... You know it was it really felt like a one-sided ass kicking yeah it's odd you know where it's it, it kind of like those situations where like you know it's always it, it really felt like and the woman who uh, made the call but firing up me hated me and hated my boss uh-huh and i'm sure she knew we were related because you know but she hated me. She hated my boss, and she hated the way the store looked. By the way, that store is actually uh, probably going to go under because uh, everything she did was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, she redid the store. Everybody, I, I've read what so many articles. They hate it. What store is this? Uh, Allie's General Store, West Tisbury. Never heard of it. Most people, unless you, unless you, <laughs> unless you're like looking for it. I don't think you're. I didn't know about <laughs> it until like I started working there. <laughs> That's funny. But it was just funny because it was like it was really funny to watch after you know the injustice to to watch that place like go down the tubes yeah and it was it was i I just i was i smiled when i started reading the articles and i you know because people liked it when i was there there was stuff everywhere it was kind of chaotic and everyone loved it because you could always go in and find something new to look at what would you sell exactly everything everything Literally, they, they literally the signs at Alley's General Store dealers and almost everything. That's dope. Like we had food, toys, uh, fishing equipment, hardware. Uh, we had a, the other building with a farm stand. Uh, we still had caught. Co- we had coffee and like like breakfast cakes and stuff. So it was like you know we sold pretty much everything. That's awesome. Short of a kitchen sink. And it makes me you know I I miss it and I, I would I ever go back probably not because I'm afraid like someone would actually be like, there's probably a sign of me there saying like oh don't let them in but. <laughs> but i, I mean if I, I don't think i'm ever I, ever I ever i don't ever want to go back yeah because one is like you destroyed the building uh-huh and two it's like really it's like i just, I just it's a want, situation
0: it's, you don't want to be
1: in because it's like i don't want to walk in and see her there and be have her i don't want to see the woman uh she was like 60 never never lived on the island knew nothing about the culture knew nothing about the people so she changed it uh with a business sense Wait, so did you live on the island for a while I didn't live on the island every summer. Every summer in high, and like um throughout high school, I would uh, I would go there for down there for uh, the summer and live with my grandmother. Oh, that's awesome! So, it just made things easier on my dad. So it was, it was fine. Yeah. You know, it it was it was weird though, kinda kind of just leaving home and then coming back. Cause there was no internet at my grandma's house, so I was like in hell. <laughs> <laughs> you were really just off the grid yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't bad though. I mean, you know. Cause I, I did uh, I didn't actually get my cell phone until I think my sophomore year of high school when I was sixteen. Yeah. So that was you know that was that was tough my first year. Yeah. It makes sense. There's a lot to do down there though. Probably. Yeah, and I didn't want to do any of it. <laughs> like last time I went down there, I didn't go. To, I didn't go to the. I didn't touch the ocean once. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't swim. Like I don't. Like as you can tell, I have not been doing a lot of physical activity. <laughs> but. It's always been, you know, I've, I've always been very much like a... I'd rather sit in front of a computer for like 12 hours a day than actually go outside and do stuff. Why? Easy's better than real... That's better than reality. Really? Especially with all the crazy stuff that's going on now. Yeah. So... You
0: just had a very harsh reality.
1: Like I feel like I, you know, I. They talk about the ugly tree. I I went through. The, I went through like the 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 abuse tree, and I hit every. I think I'm hitting. I'm still hitting every single branch on the way down. So I'm I'm still waiting for a, a clear patch. You know. Yeah. But you know, and then there's there's you know, high school was not made easier by my sister, who is not a not an individual I'm very fond of. She's still part of your life. She lives in. She moved a new. She well moved in big quotation marks to New Mexico, but every two weeks she has to come home. Um, but, you know, and she's a very involved person with as many men as she possibly can be. Yeah. So, you know, for lack of a more PG term, um, it was really, it, it was hard because yeah. she was, a, you know, she was a drug abuser and, you know, she'd, she'd bring guys by all the time that were like, you'd look at him and you'd kind of think, I don't, I don't want him here. Yeah. Like, they look... And, like, I'm not... I don't know anything about them, so I can't... I can't say anything on their Yeah, character, but you can but, read a
0: vibe on someone. Yeah. You
1: could pick up and see if their intents
0: are good or not. The Actually,
1: the funniest one was during... I think it was... I think it was my senior year dessert My junior, my senior year dessert theater. And she brought this guy in and my dad family was there and they'd, like... They'd see me and like they mentioned to me, I guess, uh... The guy had been dating her for, like, a month and he looked at my dad and said, Can I call you a dad? <laughs> I'm like... Jesus Christ. I'm like I don't I don't know what family it is you're having, <laughs> but I don't think you don't want in. You don't, you don't want into this family. That's hilarious. And I still joke about it, you know. I, I don't remember his name. It was like Antonio or something, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um But it's like it's just funny because it's like the guys she brings she always brought home were like Not, scary. Yeah. And then and, and then like Leo... She's know, older, a lot older than him? She's four years she's always four years older than. Then my brother it would would uh my brother would have been Uh thirty, so you know it's it's nice to know that it's four and four so I don't have to like you know I don't gotta overthink it, (laughs) but, you know my, you know one of the guys one time I'm like I'm sitting at my TV in my room while my dad's uh, golfing and I'm watching TV, and I like I go to put something in the trash and the trash is full so I go to take out the trash there's a car in the driveway it ain't mine yeah it ain't mine mine's where mine's in the garage so I'm like. I go up and I'm like, can I help you? He's like, is your sister here? And I'm like, no. He's like and he had this deep voice, he's like, oh okay. So he's like, I guess I'll go home and make a bean salad. I'm like, (laughs) I guess you're supposed to take her out to a movie when she wasn't even home when she hadn't even come home in like three days. And I'm like, you seem normal but the bean salad makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> like someone that just comes out of nowhere talking about a freaking bean salad. Is, yeah, they, they, they got to live with mom. Yeah, you got to live with your mom at that point. That's hilarious. He had the guy had to be thirty five or forty.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why she likes older guys, but so you obviously have been dealing with a lot more than a lot of people. And I, I outlet for you was drama club a lot. How how was? I remember being a part of it with you. Like, what was it? What was that real? What did drama club do for you? Kind of like what? What part of what role did it play? Was it like a way to release your emotions and kind of just forget about all this or put it on a back burner? I think it really was a way for me to
1: forget for a while, and you know there was certainly like I, I actually every single time, almost every I think almost every single time I was in there I would always go to in the little theater the um those big slanted uh with big slanted pieces of car. Co- uh, cement bricks are mm-hmm. at the back i'd always sit in like the little nook by the uh the fire exit like right at that little corner down the end and put all my stuff there away from everyone else yeah because i i for the four years i never felt like i i, I still never felt like i belonged you know yeah i was i i was just there you know i kind of just people you know some people were nice to me but i kind of looked at a lot of them and i'm like i know you're all full of it Mm-hmm. You know, I thought a lot, I always believed a lot of because I, I could I could never trust anyone. Like, yeah, you, know, you could be the nicest person in the world. I still think you're probably a scumbag because it's like I'm it's just because f- I'm like there's some there's something in you that I don't want to see, and I know. Are you me.
0: looking for it in people, in a sense?
1: I think in a way I do because like I I I'd rather find it first. Yeah. Then have to, then have to get smacked across the face with it like three weeks later, you know? Yeah, and it makes sense, and that's just the concept of trust issues in a sense. And it really, you know, it, it you know, I definitely did. There were times I definitely tried to alienate myself by being as weird as possible because it was like I didn't really, like, I wanted to be close to people, but I couldn't. Uh huh. You know that that old cliche of you know you can't, you know, you don't want to get hurt again by getting close to people, but yeah, yeah.
0: But it's the way it is. It's, yeah.
1: It's like the cliche's based off the the reality of it, you know. And you can't avoid it. It's like that's the problem. As much as you. As hard as like, I could have locked myself in a steel box and I performed from there, and I st- I'd still be a victim to the cliche. Mm. And, like that's that's one of the things I never liked about high school. Is like it was, in some ways it was a cliche. I mean, you know, I remember actually my sophomore and freshman year there were like there were no fights, there were no fights during those years, and like maybe one fight I think my sophomore year, and then like junior senior, kids were getting their heads banged off railings every other day. Yeah. But, you know, and then, even when I, you know, and even when I went into drama club too, like, you know, I noticed every year it would change because the the people would change. Yeah. So, like, my, my you know, my freshman year, I was naive. I thought the drama club kids were a bunch of, like, straight shooters who didn't drink, do drugs, and do anything. And then, like, I, I'd i listen to them talk, and I'm like, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was very wrong.
0: That's hilarious. And it was,
1: I want, it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just, it was just entertaining, in a sense
0: yeah that you know but you used the word uncomfortable which is interesting to me because if it it, i feel like it might have been uncomfortable to you you wouldn't have said that if it wasn't you know okay dr phil um
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think that in a way it was it wasn't so much uncomfortable as it was probably just a little awkward yeah at times there were definitely i there's definitely times i got uncomfortable yeah like, I mean, I remember we were doing superlatives during my first, my freshman year, I got director to Tormentor, because I was just such, like, I was just such a little gremlin at my director's ass. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was fun, but. Did, was it, would you see that in a negative light? I thought, it, I thought, I, I always thought it was more of like a playful kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because like, it is, it cause, is. you know, we, you know, we ended up with, you know, we ended up, you know, at least leaving on friendly terms, so it wasn't like, you know, you know, it wasn't They all animosity. It was yet. great. They all loved so. you there. You know and that was and, and you know see and that's that, I don't I don't believe that
0: like,
1: I, I don't believe that anybody lo- particularly loved me I think peop- a large number of people just dealt with me like I'd made mistakes with some of those people uh one of the one of the girls when I first met her I thought I kept noticing I I I'm the guy that thinks that like if a girl keeps glancing in my direction it's right at me yeah I'm that stupid so <laughs> it's so I always really thought she liked bad. me and I liked her back and I was like oh and then I found that she didn't and I was kind of like oh well, back to square one. Yeah, and it was tough because it was like, you know, what do you do? I mean, it's like you can't. I always thought, I always thought of high school almost like a workplace. Like, why, why
0: would you date someone in high school? Like, because then you gotta see them every, you gotta <laughs> see them every freaking day. <laughs> yeah, and it's tough because you like when you have those feelings for someone and then you realize they don't have them. You can't just turn them off. You know, like, yeah, you're still gonna have them for a while. That's tough. You know, and it's like, even like, even when, uh, you know, even when you see them get in
1: relationships, you still get jealous even after years. You know, you're kind of like, it's like, you know, they're happy. Yeah. And you're kind of like, why isn't it with me? And I know that's like the pettiest thing I could probably, that's the pettiest person a person could say.
0: Yeah. It's tough Um, to not think like that in a sense though.
1: But, well, yeah, it's a natural human reaction. But in a way, it also, it almost conjures up this concept of my clock. Oh okay, I was like, "Oh, am I about to die?" <laughs> is that like is that like a, a timer? Like a, a wire is just gonna <laughs> put me in your freezer. Podcast <laughs> is over. <laughs> put me in your freezer. Um, but in a sense, it almost like you know, it it really makes you it really makes you just more hateful towards some people in my in some senses. Like, and I'm not saying, like, severely hateful, but I mean, I definitely, there were people I would see who would, like, be dating girls, and I'd look at them, and I'd be like, I would I would know enough about them to know that they are probably, like, a douchebag or something, because, <laughs> like, these are guys I went to gym with, and I'm like, and I'd hear them in the locker room talking about the girl I'm looking at, and they'd be like, yeah, no, I'm just going to try to get in there, get out, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I, would, I would just want to smack, like, the guy's a twice, three times my size and muscled, like, the friggin' Hulk, so I'm not going to, uh, but I want to smack him outside the head and say,
0: we're can you respect somebody once yeah Uh uh-huh i get that you know i see that as well in the locker room stuff like that and it's tough because i mean they're also figuring it out and they're trying to seem cool and like sometimes they don't most of i'd say most of the time they don't even mean it and they're just saying it for other people you know what i'm saying but it's the way it is It, it always made me like you know and i
1: i see the guy you know the guys by like Senior year would have tattoos and like, you know, be ripped and they'd always be like, in the locker room They'd have their shirts off way longer than they needed to <laughs> Like for me changing was like on off. Yeah, I was so on un- I was so- I hate my body You still to a degree because I put on like I'm supposed to be 154. I'm almost one 200 Uh-huh. So like that's th- looking like a middle-aged man does not make me comfortable.
0: Um Have you strived to try to become comfortable?
1: Well, that's the thing about it is, is it's tough now because it's, like, my job is very – like, I try to make my job more physical than it should be, and people, like, just use the forks, and I'm like, no, I need to lose – like, I need some physical activity. Yeah. But, you know, so I'm trying to force myself into being more physical, but it's tough because I go – I literally work, go home, and sleep. Yeah. It's tough. That's you a know. tough shift.
0: <clears throat> but you it's
1: should... – Throughout high school, I had always, like – and I had always had a fear, even when I was wearing briefs, that, like, you know, he'd pop out and say, I'd be like, oh, here we go. You know, With what?
0: Sorry. Like,
1: I, I I, would be, like, I'd be changing, and I'd be, we were in, like, the loose boxes or something, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. things would come out, and then, I, you know, <laughs> it would be, unc- like, I would, that was why I actually, during middle school, I actually had my, I told my teacher, can I just change after everyone else was left? He's like, yeah. Like, that's how bad it was. Yeah. And he, you know, and at the end, he made kind of, he said, look, we can't do this anymore, you just, just do it, and I'm like, fine. So my senior year, I kind of was just, like, I was just, I was just, like, it was a process for me. It was done. Yeah. You know? There were days I would actually I would I would I took the grade dock some days because of how uncomfortable I was. It was like because you know I'd look at people and I'd say this guy's ripped like freaking Lou Ferrigno over here and I look like God uh, freaking Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Although I I wouldn't mind being Danny DeVito that'd be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> everyone loves some Danny. Yeah. But um I gotta get cut out of that guy I, I don't know just put it in my window <laughs> scare my neighbors off.
0: Danny Toledo. <laughs> that shit's always.
1: No, but, um. Then I started blasting. Um. <laughs> but it kind of, um. It really puts in perspective a lot of things now, because it's like, you know, I care. Like, I, that's why I've allowed myself to get this way, because, like, I've, I've kind of loosened up and stopped caring to a degree. Like, what do you mean? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, so you're
0: comfortable with...
1: I'm a little more, but I'm still like, you know... And then obviously, as a guy, I'm going to like... I have the one... There's, every guy's like the one part of their body they love, it, and it's the same for every single one of them. <laughs> and I will say, I've been told it's my best feature, so like, I got well, I got one bit. Relax. Think, um, no, but, um... It's what? really... Like, body image is always tough. Yeah. For everybody, and I'm not like... For me, it was it was just weird because it was just you know I didn't under I don't understand I don't understand how to process emotions properly so like maybe I'll if there's something sad maybe I'll laugh at it. Yeah. So that's
0: that's that's horrible not to say, but it, it's, it's really like, hard. You just said it perfectly. You don't know how to process it. Yeah. Like, and, and then people misinterpreted that because you're you know I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It and it was like that that really took my body image,
1: like my my hate of my body image to like the next level. Hmm. So it really it really made things a little more difficult because it was like you know, I'd see all the guy you know, I'd see all these tall athletic guys, you know, and I'd be like I said before, it was like you'd see a freaking Adonis next to like Slumpy the Clown over here and you're like it it really it ruined my ability to even like to flirt with girls, because then I like. Even that's another issue. I didn't know what the hell to say. I never. Yeah. I'd never had the experience of dating in middle school and all that other crap. Like, because I didn't. I didn't know how to talk to people. My current. I've been with my current girlfriend for like six months. she still down here so. now? Yeah, that's awesome. So it's like it's funny actually. It's a girl. She didn't. We had like a Latin class in middle school together. She didn't remember anything in middle school. She didn't even know when I saw her again at Walmart. She had no idea who the hell I was. Did she go to high school? No, she went to. I think she went to Oh. Uh. but. um it was funny because I'm kind of like I, I think like is her not remembering me a
0: good thing because I remember I think near the end of middle school she hated me for some reason. Middle school is middle school, bro. Like that shit did not matter at all. <laughs> but it feels like it's a whole world when you're in the, uh, the middle of it. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you know, it's nice
1: to have that one person. You know, yeah. This is my longest. Actually, this is my longest going relationship ever. My That's usuals awesome. are like a
0: month. And it's working out still.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough because her sister doesn't like her sister doesn't like me, and her boy her sister's boyfriend like who I both who both went to our school. Why don't they like you? Well, her boyfriend doesn't like me because her family loves me and they hate him. Okay. <laughs> and her sister just doesn't trust me because I'd like I when in the past I'd like I'd hit on her and stuff like that before I'd met before I'd actually like re met and started dating yeah, this girl. Yeah. So it's like you know I, I had never been I had never been a person most people had
0: trusted. Hmm. Which, it's funny because you've also been a person that's never trusted anyone. I've tried. I've trusted. I still do have people. There's definitely
1: people I, yeah, I do trust, takes, but it's like it's just harder for me. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I'm trying to. I'm like tr- me getting my trust is like trying to pull a, a concrete cookie that's too big for the hole in a cookie jar. Uh huh. You know, so it's. It's weird. It's kind of uncomfortable because again, most of her family loves me. It's like you know, her family's mostly nerdy, so that's great. because then I can like, I I, I had a, I sat down with her stepfather and had a conversation about Game of Thrones and Star Wars. That's awesome. It was fantastic. <laughs> like, it was it was nice to be able to sit there and connect with someone. And it's like it almost made me think, why can't this be my family? Mm. And you know, it's it's an it's definitely an interesting relationship because it's like it's very. Non physical, which I much to my chagrin, um, because it's like she has that, she doesn't, she just has no interest in that's awesome. Most man. forms of physical contact that's like it's just a genuine relationship, you don't
0: need that, you don't need that.
1: Well, it's, that's that's the other issue though to me. It's like to me, I see intimacy as a valid part of a relationship, so it's like we've had to come to an agreement mm-hmm. that you know. We, know, we still cuddle and kiss and all that crap, but everything else is, you know, outside outsourced.
0: Yeah.
1: To, and, for, and then there would be a time where it's not. Well, no, we we can never do that stuff. She physically can't. She's weak bones and muscles, so you know, we just we just physically yeah. Wow. My grandma said I want grandkids and so that's not happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plus, so we both don't like kids so <laughs> you might i mean it's how long you've been dating her for what six months you said yeah yeah you got a long time yeah no no we're both pretty set on no kids <laughs> um little bastards um <laughs> jesus but uh i just want to talk about so you've you said you felt so uncomfortable with your body image was there ever a drive to try to change things around like a act, like a real drive you know what I'm saying like not just like trying to do a little more physical work at work like change some make some big changes so in high school I was
1: 154 so I usually I did martial arts and stuff like that during uh, like middle school and I stopped in high school but I was still I was still healthy a fairly decent weight and I was never like fat in high school like never really fat in high school my peak was 180 but on average I was about 154 155 throughout most of high school So there wasn't really, to me, ever, like, a concern, but now I'm kind of, like, you know, there's, there's, it's hard for me to get a drive about anything, because it's, like, I'm just a very lazy person. Yeah. If I, for lack of a better term. And it's, you know, I mean, I, the delusional part of me thinks, like, oh, this will just, this will fix itself like it has every other time. Uh Uh-huh. But the, the rational part of me is saying, go find something to do. I'm not joining – no chance in hell. I'm joining a gym because – Yeah. You know, and I just went to the gym today. It's a shit show. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Like, I just I, – I don't care because it's like I just – I don't want to sit on a sweaty piece of machinery that someone else was just on. It's not your thing. Like, yeah. What about but, martial arts? I, I want to go back, but it's like I'd want to – I'd probably find a different place to go because it's like I just don't want to – I don't want to drive to Clinton. Because they moved the facilities to be in Marlborough, by... You know the subway right across from Home Depot? Yep. There's a place, Quan's right there I used to go to.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So that shut down. The sign is just still there, but uh, I think that if I remember, I think it moved to either Clinton or somewhere near Hudson. I can't remember. It's not too far. I don't want to... Yeah, but it's like a 20-minute drive. I don't I want don't, to... Don't Hudson? Like it. Well, no, into Clinton. Clinton's 15 minutes. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't go to Clinton, so... But I think I think the last time I checked, it was like from, from where it is, it okay. is about twenty okay. minutes. So,
0: yeah. But if if you inju- like if if you push yourself to do that twenty minute drive, and then you get there, you might realize how much you love it again. You know, and then that drive just comes back instantly, and you didn't even realize. You know. And that's the other thing. It's
1: like I I, well, I want to get into something because another. Is actually I remember when I was back when I was still doing it. Um, there's a guy who uh, actually works in Marlboro. It's, uh, I think it's Premier. I can't remember which which martial arts studio it was, but I, I, you know, he he asked me, hey, do you want to come do these classes? And I'm like, no, no, thanks. I already go to this place. And then my, uh, the guy I was the guy of the place I was already with, uh, with you know, already. I'd asked, are you jumping ship? I'm like, no. Why do you think that? He's like, I saw. He's like, I saw. I guess he, the guy tagged me in something. Uh-huh. Saying like you know we always want new members. I guess you tagged me and a bunch of other people. So he's like, "Are you jumping ship?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Then why were you tagged?" I'm like, "I don't know. Ask him." Yeah. Because I guess they'd known each other. Because I guess I think I think it is premier like right next to the same plaza.
0: Yeah. So I think that's how they knew each other. There's a there's a Brazilian jiu jitsu gym, um, on the southboro side of Marlboro. You know where Compass Gym is? No. Do you know where? Like, do you know where the Marlboro Orthodontist used to be? I, I again that section of Marlboro. The, I
1: only I literally only drive through there. Yeah. Either to get my car fixed at France
0: or like. Oh, by France. By France? Yeah, yeah. It's by France. Uh, to Brazilian. It's in Marlboro. It's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, and they just had the whole building reconstructed by my friend who did the reconstruction. So I, I I'll sh- I'll hook sh- it up for you. I know the guy who works there, and I could. I could try to get a number and shit and see if you can start going there if you want. I, it's actually nice because my job is right there.
1: Yes, bro. Like, like it's I, literally I, like I'm right on Framingham Street. When I I'll work. get
0: I'll get you information. I really
1: will. Yeah, you know I mean no, I mean just if I if I can just get in contact and see what it looks like, I'll talk to my dad and I'll see if I can start. Yeah, you know,
0: that sounds awesome, bro. Because so. I really like it. Sounds like you did like martial arts and that's a that's an exercise that's gonna f- you like. It seems like you have a lot of on your plate right now, and it's hard to face it all at once but when you just start chipping away at little things at a time and doing like simple things like just trying to make yourself feel better things just fall into place you know and like i i really actually i really preach exercise because when i'm having a bad day it's because i didn't exercise you know and it's just the time to release that those hormones we built up over time those primitive hormones from when we're supposed to release them in bursts of exercise in terms of hunting, when we're primitive animals, we keep those pent up and then they build up in our bodies. And next thing you know, they're released as depression or uh, anxiety and stuff like that. And like, we need to have exercise to release those things and it helps a lot. And it's not just even like you even if your body isn't super like progressing as you would like, you're going to feel better, and that's all... You know what I'm saying? That's all that matters is how you feel, because then your body follows, your mind follows. You just got to do what makes you feel good, you know?
1: And that I that I agree with. I mean, I'll probably, like, I'll talk to my dad and see if I can... Like, I can probably get a membership or something there, so...
0: Plus, I'll get, like, get you details, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, because if that... That'd be really great. Thank you. Um, but, you know... And I think my father, at times, has encouraged me to go do something else, you know, so... You know, I mean, if, if the membership isn't like a billion dollars a week, I might, I might just pay for it. Cause it's like, I make, I make good money. Like, yeah. I, you know, like I do, I, I do about 24 hours of work.
0: I make about $400. Yeah. So that's awesome. You know, and even if you can't, like you could start with real simple things like just walking, you know, there's a lot of benefits from just walking. There's a lot of benefits from going from walking to jogging, you know, like it, you don't need the gym. You know, I realized that for the longest time in quarantine, I didn't have the gym. I didn't know what to do. I had to get creative, look at YouTube videos, look at new different types of workouts with just my body weight, and I got almost my strongest by doing that, you know? You just use your resources. It's actually really funny because um, I've actually considered
1: buying one of those, um, they're called uh, bobs, the the body, they look like, look like a very, very, very angry, short-haired, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a tan color. I think you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I've considered buying one of those because I do have a whole bunch of um, like I, I collect uh, medieval weaponry just as a <laughs> side hobby. <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> mostly, wild. mostly Viking style. Um, that's fire. <laughs> and I've always wanted one so that I can like put it like at least my uh, maybe not in my basement because that's there's no good place there's no good place to swing but like put it somewhere
0: I can like you know move it out and at least you know get some cracks it. Yeah. Um, and that's exercise in itself, and that's awesome. Like, if you just want to do it, go for it, you know? Or get a hanging punching bag, right? Just something to hit. We used know? to actually have a hanging punching bag until uh, my uncle punched it so hard. He
1: actually split the loose fabric at the top, and then and he then kept going. So I, what happened was it just kept going down. So Jesus. we had a punching bag, and then we had it on the floor. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Like, that's – it's funny because actually we have a whole home gym that I don't use because I hate it. You have a whole, whole gym, home gym. Yeah, my brother set up tons of workout equipment.
0: And you, you buy it, you hate it.
1: Uh, well, one, it's it's, it's memories because it's like my okay, bro- again, okay. my brother
0: put all of it together. Yeah, you know,
1: but it's also like, I don't know, I, I I I'm very very reticent to show change to people. Oh, Reticent, please, I'm I'm not as educated as you. I'm not educated at all. Hold on. <laughs> reticent it means like uh withdrawn kind of like you're just you're less eager to share uh-huh so i'm very i was very reticent to to change for people because once i you know i'm like you know everyone everyone at drama club knew i was i was actually just a big softy you know i wasn't a complete yeah. fucking jack off but <laughs> the the worst part of the whole thing to me was I never wanted anyone to see that cuz it's like I'm I very much am I'm a very traditional person in that sense that I believe I believe that showing not like showing emotion means you're weak. I'm saying that showing that you that you constantly want to be soft is weak. What's soft? So to me it's very much a person that like won't stand up for, like, a okay. person that won't, like, so, isn't willing to, like, a person that can't take a hit. Okay. Meaning a person that will, like, a person so that So what will, you initially
0: said is not what you're talking about. So showing emotions isn't weak. You're talking about something else here.
1: Yeah, what I'm talking about is, like, the soft, I never liked showing that because, like, To me, like, sure, I was like, but I, again, I wrote poetry in high school. I, you know, I have, I have a pink stuffed kitten at home. It's like one of the Squishmallow ones. They're really, really soft. I bought it for my girlfriend my dog slept on it and we're not sure if she's allergic to my dog. So I'm not, I bought her another one and I I sleep on it now. It's very comfortable and it smiles. It smiles at me every time I lay on it. It's wonderful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's like. I wouldn't say it's societal pressure. It's just, like, I would say, for me, it's more of, like, I've already, since, I've already built up an expectation, why stop now? Yeah. And I've recently, you know, like, since high school, I've started to, like, open up a little more and more and, you know, let pe- more people see, like, I'm not, a you know, I'm not so, like, c- c- trying to be clean cut uh-huh. with everything. You know, I'm very, there's, there's rough edges everywhere, and it's, like, you know...
0: There are softer parts of me. Every everybody's got emotions, and everybody's need needs to express them, you know. And like that poetry was your way to express them. And it's not soft. No such thing as soft, you know. Like that's getting emotions out into the world can't be seen as weakness. It is. I see it as almost stronger in a person to be able to ask for that help, be able to release those emotions, you know. Those people who they're not weak. But those people who keep that up inside and try to take it all themselves are the ones who run into more problems, you know? So don't feel like it's soft to ask for help. And don't feel like it's soft to do the things that make you feel better. If it makes you feel better, that's all that matters, you know? Like, I think that, like, I also have a very, very standard, you know, again, I have
1: that very typical uh, male concept of, like a person who a person should be able to be compassionate. My view of of an, of an ideal human being would be a person who can be compassionate and caring and emotional. But when it comes down to when things need to be done, you can shut that off yeah. and do what you need to do. Meaning, like I think that is the strongest kind of person. Yeah. But the people the people I view as weak are the people who either. Are too far, all business way. or all emotion. That I, I agree with that. That that's. I think that's where I'm trying to come from. Is like I would rather see a balance than yeah, I the think
0: weakness of either side. Everybody wants to see a balance, and it's tough because, like you said, it's tough for people to either let their guard down, or it's tough for people to ever put their guard back up. You know. Yeah, and it's you know, even even in relationships, you see that a lot
1: with people like you know. A lot of girls will get hurt. Girls get girls and guys both get hurt all the time. Yeah. And it kind of becomes... When you get hurt, either... I've seen cases where most of the time, it's the guard goes up and you're not getting in. Yeah. But there's times where the guard that was already there is gone and you can't seem to put it back. Mm-hmm. Meaning you start to go and, like... Some people express it as, you know... Conf- as that that weak moment when you break up with someone you love and then rush into the arms of someone else for that for yeah. the comfort you just lost. Uh huh. So that would be you know, and that's kind of like you know that, those would be the girl the girls or guys that go like they break up they cry and then they're like they're in another they're in another in quotes relationship uh, like a week later and it's like I don't I
0: I they don't I look love themselves that, they need someone else to love for them. And that's why they keep gravitating towards people. And that's, that's another problem I've lived with is I've, I've
1: struggled to love myself. Everyone has. Everyone does. But, you know, and I, I've done the same thing. I've, I've, you know, I mean, I've latched on to strong male figures in my life, you know, very, very closely. Like, you know, so there's, like, there's people I would, like, you know, there's people at my job. I love, I love talking to and spending time with. So, like, people notice I kind of gravitate towards them during my job to talk to. Uh-huh. I will say, actually, one person thinks I'm gay, but, you know, um, I'm not <laughs> kidding. It's really funny. He's like, are you gay? I'm like, no.
0: You should play it up.
1: <laughs> I should, I should, I should put on, like, a pink scarf and, you know,
0: hey, guys. A pink scarf how you
1: do it. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Pink kerchief, you know. The uh, ascot, I think it's called. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You know, and it's... You know, I grab it... I don't know why. It's like... With women, it's different. Because my... I, I gravitate towards one, the ones I'm attracted to. But with men, it's very much like a, someone I feel comfortable with.
0: It's like hard someone, to switch that up. You know. It's hard to switch that up and look at women the same way. Yeah. But you... It's important, too. And it seems like you, you really have, in a sense, though, because with you and your girlfriend with the agreement you have like you are just in it for the personality which is awesome.
1: Yeah, and I mean for us it's like, you know, we both under we both have a full under we also have a full understanding of what both of us want and need. But, you know, it's it's kind of just like, you know, we come to an agreement and we're not like we don't see each other that often though cuz she's always like busy. But that's for me that's fine. Yeah. Cuz most of my relationships I I hate when I have to call every day, I have to be on Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm. I'm, I don't want to have to. I want like there's. Now I do get sick of like having three weeks where I don't talk, two three weeks where I don't have an actual conversation. But But it's a tough balance. It's it's not. It's still better because like I I'll talk to someone for like beyond like three weeks and I'm bored. Hmm. That's a terrible thing to say, but no, it makes sense. You could get sick of anybody. I'm like, and then I'm like, then I stop talking to them for like three days, and then next thing you know, it's over. So you know. So I'm not I. I've and I've messed up. I've I've messed up relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I'm man enough to admit. I've cheated on people. I've 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 ignored people. I've pushed too hard with people. Like I've made my mistakes. Uh-huh. So I don't. I don't judge others too harshly for that because it's like. What am I? Uh, like what am I? What am I supposed to say? Like I can't say I'm better than you. Uh huh. And I think in a way that's. Important I think in relationships is to look, be able to look your significant other in the eye and say I've messed up I, You've messed up. Let's let's just fix it. It's tough to do that Especially nowadays because everyone like a lot of people are very Emotionally entitled sometimes Where they have an expectation of it needs to be this way. Otherwise, it just
0: doesn't work. Uh-huh. So It's tough 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 world um, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, but I have the guest pick the intro music. It's usually their favorite song. You got one? Uh, that's a tough one. You know, it is because it's like this like I'm, 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 I'm trying. What have you been listening to recently? Any, it doesn't have to be your favorite. Anything specific? Whatever, you, whatever you've been vibing to lately. Uh, probably.
1: Uh, I can actually just text you the name of it. So say it, just, Say it out loud though, and then talk about why. So, it's probably a song I just heard recently. It's by a band called Wardruna, the lead singer, the guy named Einar Selvik. Uh, if I remember, I think it's called Leafa Mountain. I can't, I have to look it up for a quick second. I can't remember it's, it. if I think it's either Healing Mountain or Leafa Mountain. Take your time. Oh, God, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> My eyes are not what they used to be. I almost got a message on a dating site, 10 out of 10. Come on. Why are you
0: on a dating site? easy
1: because my agreement oh uh, yeah now we, we now we oh there's actually dates where we'll lay there and we'll just read the messages I'm not even kidding that we'll is wild, that fucking wild.
0: Fucking we will actually wild. lay
1: in bed <laughs> no. we actually were laying in bed and I got a message on tinder and it was like it was the funniest thing we're just laying there and I'm like I'm like, what should I say next that is
0: hilarious <laughs> that's fucked
1: <laughs> it's beautiful
0: did you find it
1: Oh, it's Leifaberg. Leaf. Or Berg. It's yeah. uh,
0: Norwegian, so... Let me... let me see. Let me see. It's second to load. Yeah. It's a top one. <laughs> oh, that's a... That's a non-English word. <laughs> yeah. By Warduna. Warduna, yep. Sounds good. And why do you like this song? Um,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't looked up with the English translation, the song is yet, but I don't know. It's just the aesthetic, the atmosphere. It really, like my, one of my dogs is very sick. That's actually, you know, she's, she's older. You know, the other two are doing fine, but you Do know, know, what know she's, you got? I have Cavachons. They're like small, fluffy and annoying as all. Holy hell. <laughs> I love them um they actually just got a haircut today which is like a relief because my dog max has been just a ball of fur that's hilarious and he doesn't want to cuddle with me anymore because he's too hot that's funny. but so one of them has been you know very sick and so you know i i i just had one night where like she just kind of like was just lazing about because it was so hot and i kind of just was like looking for just things to listen to that might either relax her or you know help her out yeah so, you know, I, I found it, and I, I, I'd i seen it before, and I'd never watched. I'd never watched the video or listened to it, but I'd, I'd seen it, and i recommended. it, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's see. And I, I don't know. The atmosphere was nice, so, you know, awesome. it was a very... I bet if
0: you look up the English translation, it's saying something to you. It's a message. Well, that message is a big middle finger, and the cosmos is right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This is an awesome conversation. I really like catching up with you. It's been a while since I've seen you. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna wrap this up, peace out.